gone are my blues and gone are my tears. I've got good news to shout in your ears. The long lost dollar has come back to the fold. With silver you can turn your dreams to gold. Hello one, hello all. Welcome to this May 31st to June 2nd edition of Show Business IMCP. And I am Lindsay of Matthew Sense and Nonsense. How do you do? Dino from the Late Late Horror Show is running late. He's got some family stuff he's taking care of. We may see him later on in the show. We may not. But we do have a returning champion, Fuego from the Horror Show and Enfuegotainment. What's up, man? What is happening, guys? Pleasure to be here, as per always. Yes, it's a pleasure to have you. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's just do the the numbers for the weekend that was. First mm-hmm. place was Godzilla King of Monsters with $48 million. <laughs> That yeah. underperformed like a mother. Second place, Aladdin with $43 million. Third place was Rocketman with $26. Fourth place was Ma with $18 million. And fifth was John Wick 3 at 11 uh, you talked about Godzilla underperforming, but I read that Ma considerably overperformed. Big time. Yeah. 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 What, again, what was it, 18? That's 18. pretty good. On like, what, a $5 million budget, I want to yeah. say? Yeah. Like that, uh, that Blumhouse stuff, they're just printing money, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Jason Blum is a freaking genius, man. Like, I'm just going to, well, I will never Well, he not didn't say make it. the movie. He went out and. And bought it. Well, he's a genius with money and <laughs> how, what what to give money to and what not to. I mean, they, even when he fails, then he makes it something terrible like like Annabelle. Like he still it makes money. So like, yeah, props for it does that. go down in flames if he goes down. Like uh, Truth or Dare was was. Ugh, that was so, I hated that movie. <laughs> with such a passion. God, was it awful. Anyway. I love how that's the one you start with, like not even like ripping the Band-Aid off. Well, I'm, like... Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of stuff like, I mean, we all know yeah. like, you know, Halloween and, and mm-hmm. uh, it was Conjuring, right? Conjuring's. Uh, uh, no, that's I not. Those are Blumhouse. That's no. a different studio. What's yeah. the... Oh, you're right. He didn't do Annabelle. I apologize. What's the big uh, franchise he, he, he's done before? Oh, is it Paranormal Activity? Is that? It was Paranormal Activity, the Insidious movies, I want to say. Um, Sinister, the two of them. Yeah, a couple of those. Uh, Get Out, The Visit, oh, The Purge. That's his, Yeah, uh, that's their other go-to. Yeah, Get yeah. Out. There was your uh, gold stamp right there. That was that was yeah. a immediately Happy collect- Death Day. Oh, uh, right, right. That That's a little bit of a darling lately. They've even yeah. branched out and done like Whiplash, if I remember, and I think Black Clansman. Yes. Oh, oh was, really? Black Klansman was terrific, man. I love, I love that. Black Klansman. It was a very good movie. Yeah, I agree with that. Same, same with Whiplash. Same with Whiplash. Being a drummer myself, how could I not love Whiplash? So, right. He did do Black Klansman. That's hilarious. Is it, I did not is know Is it hilarious, that. Lindsay, really? That's good for him. <laughs> he's getting in on these movies that are getting attention, you know? Like, he's, he's doing his thing. I don't even think the branch, branch out. Expand yeah. their horizon. <laughs> uh, so we all managed to catch the the winner of the weekend, which was Godzilla, King of Monsters, and and oh oh is the reception mixed? Uh, I think <laughs> I think the Rotten Tomato score is in the thirties as we speak. Oh, it's that low. <laughs> uh, we record this Monday night, nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, so I'll start with Lindsay. Lindsay, what what were your thoughts on Godzilla, King of the Monsters? Yeah, damn, you're right. It was it's thirty nine percent. That's that's harsh. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I I honestly I liked it. 
I I I understand why some people aren't crazy about it, uh, but after the I hated 2014 so much. I I, I hated characters. Mm -hmm. I hated the buildup. I despise the director. Gareth Edwards has yet to make a movie that I can even call half. But that's uh, I I despise Rogue One. (laughs) I I think we we don't we don't need to get into that. That, That's a whole other thing. But I I just he didn't even get to finish it. (laughs) 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 You're you're right. You know that's true. I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't judge him for his half finished movie. You are you're correct on that. Uh, but yeah, so after just that disappointment, I was on board. I, I, I liked the fights. Uh, I liked the kind of campy, dumb dialogue. It kinda, I kind of I haven't watched that much Godzilla growing up, but it reminded me of what I do remember from Godzilla growing up. Um, some of the characters were beyond stupid. Uh, and some yeah. of the dialogue was so bad, only Charles Dance can make it sound good. I make all <laughs> of that. I have no illusions of all that. But the parts of it that I liked, I really liked. I like the tease of the deeper mythology, even though they didn't go into it. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I did like the references to Kong, even though there were way too many of them. And after this movie, I have no idea how King Kong is supposed to be a threat to Godzilla. It just, just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Maybe King Kong shoots missiles and lasers out of his monkey tits. I don't know. But I, I, I just honestly don't see how that movie is going to be good. But I still liked it. So, hey, references to it. Uh, it's coming uh, out yeah. in less than 10 months. Right, which is also crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's my two cents on this. What do you got for you? Real real quick, uh, just what? saying hi to the YouTube chat. Uh, if what? you're listening on the podcast, again, we do this every Monday night on the Willis Greedia channel, Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, and if you're watching, you can listen to us on a podcast. The, the name of the podcast is Show Business, believe it or not. That easy. What's up, Eddie? What's up, Robert? What's up, White Tim? What's up, Sarah? What's up, Fuego? Even though you're here. Uh, <laughs> and uh yeah it, sarah says i'm pumped for godzilla we'll we'll see how you feel after our collective thoughts sorry mm-hmm. fuego why don't you tell us how you feel about king of the monsters yeah i um i can't say i was the biggest fan of this film and yet <laughs> it was it was funny because i was seated next to somebody being cecil um, from the horror show who was just eating up every minute of it <laughs> And I really, the Vera Farmiga character's logic was so utterly asinine to hmm. me that I just could not get past it. Yeah. And I, I was, it was like facepalm status. I was so just angry with how that character was written. And the dialogue was bad. And so go, I mean, I didn't necessarily mind the 2014 version. It took the Jaws approach. I felt like it, it did do a decent job of showing the scale of these creatures a little bit better than I think this movie did. And uh, I'll give it that. Yeah, I'll give 2014 that. That's yeah, very true. Yeah. And I mean, off air before before we started this, we were talking about a phrase I use often called the burden of expectation. And I'm such a huge fan of, of Michael Doherty's trick or treat. Mm. Uh, Krampus, not quite as much, but I've grown to appreciate it after, you know, multiple viewings and stuff like that. So with the cast they put together for this with Millie Bobby Brown and with Vera Farmiga and with some of the returning people from the last one as well, like uh, Ken Watanabe, I was really really excited for this movie and i actually had a hell of a lot of fun with kong skull island i thought that that it, it kind of was fan service and the fact that okay let's just have tons of creatures fighting let's do the opposite of the gareth edwards movie and i really preferred that movie to this one i really preferred kong skull island to this one this one was i mean the fights were cool but i felt like the characters were far dumber than we saw in the previous two of these new like big creature universe stuff that legendary is trying to do so I don't know. I did, fights were fun, but there really wasn't much else that I enjoyed about this movie. So, 
Yeah, so I, I've heard that gripe quite a bit. I, I'm not I'm not trying to to be a dick, but how would you guys have scripted this film with with this with the same premise? How do you how do you make that a viable story? I just didn't like the whole eco terrorist whatever you know. I just didn't like that angle. Uh, although yeah. you raised a good point where it's like, okay, how would you have gone about doing it differently? I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of tectonic shift, earthquakes or something, and so these creatures start getting unleashed just inadvertently. It's like maybe mm. some sort of weird fail-safe thing. As as opposed to humans being responsible for it, they do touch on the point a few times where they're like, humans are this festering parasite that's destroying existence. It's been a theme on metal albums for like the last 15, <laughs> 20 years or something that I've listened to. And so, I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, some some sort of drilling happens and, and maybe they accidentally drill and they unleash King Ghidorah and maybe with him coming out, that's when uh, you know, all the other creatures start flocking and raising as well, which they did factor into the plot. The fact that, you know, he was almost helping unleash all the other stuff. Because remember, Vera's character was like, no, I thought they would all like gradually rise as opposed to all raising at once and destroying all of humanity. And there being so much collateral. So I don't know. I just didn't like that whole angle of humans just being responsible for the unleashing of the monsters. But that's just me. I mean, personal preference. I, I have a lot of friends that had a lot of fun with this movie and to each their own if they did. So film is subjective. Yeah. Suspension of disbelief. It, 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 uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a hypocrite, but I was, you know, I kind of accepted what they were selling. Like, you know, all right, is this, is this what we need to, to see this movie? Fine. I mean, if, if I had a major question, it like, and I don't even think they'd be able to show it is, you know, how would, the humans of earth be reacting to this stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the one thing that I really, really, really loved about this movie, I, and I think I'm in the middle of you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I didn't mm -hmm. hate it. I didn't love it, but there was some stuff that I certainly had my, my jaw just pressed to the ground. Like this scope, mm -hmm. uh, if anything, the scope of some of these shots and, and some, some of the ways the film was presented are, are, quite awe-inspiring yeah like there were some truly gorgeous even like in some of the dumb moments they just just like so many of these shots in this movie i want to make a poster out of like i would yeah. make like half the shots in this movie into a poster there's, that doesn't really make up for stuff but i want to do it there's there's two or three <laughs> mo there's two or three moments with mothra and like just mm -hmm. just the, the color just just the the i don't know what it it just looked gorgeous like it, it Mothra looked awesome i yeah. would definitely concur about that yeah like when she's behind that waterfall like flapping her mm -hmm. wings for the first time like that yeah. was just gorgeous man and even some of the destruction scenes like when Ghidorah is like uh, i mean i guess pseudo spoilers i'll try to yeah. not but like they're when he's big, just, like, monsters. big storm yeah one of them's called Ghidorah. it's got three heads and it shoots lightning when there's like a lightning yellow storm over the city like that was beautiful bleakness like yeah I, it's hard to achieve. So how, how were you guys with the premise of 2014? Uh, I wouldn't have been fine with the premise. I just didn't care about any of the characters. I just couldn't engage on them. It was uh, like last week I just I talked about uh, waiting for third act movies with Brightburn. Mm -hmm. And it was like such a waiting for the third act movie because like the, the main character is like, oh, just wait for me. I'm coming. Just wait for me. I'm coming. When like any husband would say, get the out. I'll catch up with you guys when I can. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I ask that because in 2014, the mm -hmm. it, there's the whole let them fight 
line. Oh yeah, and it's Which is the best line of the movie. One Watanabe. <laughs> yeah, oh, so good. Like again, we're we're tiny little human beings with these great. Granted, there was only what three three monsters mm-hmm. back then. You know, and enough to destroy San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair point. So it's 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 just, I guess. I'm wondering where the line for for suspension of disbelief is, and I, I, I guess maybe I was just I just wanted to see some fun shit. Like the Meg <laughs> is unbelievable. <laughs> on, on all I, I I hated it so oh, much. Oh, did you? All right, so then that makes sense. Yeah, the, the yeah. Meg... But I had just read the book. Cecil loves that series, and he made me read the book right before we went to see it, and so I was just Cecil really... has a suspect taste. It sounds. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, there's a book on the there's a book series about the Meg. Yeah, yeah, the Meg is based on the book, and the book is honestly like it's on par with Jurassic Park, man. I loved it. It's got legitimate science like put into place about the you know Mariana's Trench and all that stuff. And I, I mean, it's it's very well written, and okay. that's why seeing this big stupid movie that it became just irritated me so much. But hey, Lynn, once again, I'll... to each their own. I know a lot of people that had fun with the Meg. So, Lindsay's favorite I'll... part was the. Uh... The underwater. Secret ocean under the ocean. <laughs> they just never should have made it PG-13, man. The book yeah, is too, brutal. Yeah. The book is gory and crazy, and they just didn't didn't do it proper, in my opinion. But I can, I, I can see some gore factor kind of amping up some of those scenes. Like when like the big one comes out of nowhere to eat the slightly less big one. Like That could have been something cool. Uh, so how, how much Godzilla knowledge do you guys have of, of the, the early mm. Godzilla films? First one that I ever saw was the one with uh, Perry Mason in it. Oh, that sounds wow. fun. 84, 80, uh, Godzilla 84 or 85 or whatever it was, where they took that Japanese version and they retrofitted it and filmed those scenes with the American actors and recut it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that Godzilla sounds... 85, there it is. Yeah. That's the first one I ever saw since syndicated on TV. I checked it out and I, I liked it well enough. I saw the 98 one in theaters. Own the soundtrack. Soundtrack. Talk about great soundtracks. You know, Last Action Hero. The Godzilla soundtrack <laughs> yeah. is killer. So much more enjoyable than the movie. And I'll actually say that Godzilla '98 is kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't think it's a good movie by any means, but I had oh. some fun with it. And I like the weird little Velociraptor baby Godzilla <laughs> stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. Anytime <laughs> you're beating dinosaurs with gumballs, I'm amused. Okay, so like I will uh, give Godzilla '98 that. Like it's it, it, it's fun. Home Alone. Uh, well, so you've got the uh, Batman, alone, yeah. dog walker Hank's area, and you've got Matthew Broderick. The cast is good in it. It's yeah. a bad movie, but mm-hmm. it's one of those so bad I actually find it entertaining kind of situations. So it, yeah, it, I like how you mentioned the cast. Aren't there three Simpsons actors in that movie? Yes. Uh, well, Hank Azaria. Who else is in it? I'm trying to. Think. Uh, the main lady's boss at the news station. Lisa. Lisa's voice. Uh, oh yeah. Lisa. Oh you're, yeah. You're you're Smith. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. That, that movie's so silly. I love it. So something that, that uh, I don't know, puzzled me. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we mentioned before that King of the Monsters is a bit of a, a letdown as far as box office is concerned. I went I went and looked um, out on the YouTube page. I have some stats regarding Godzilla. They just don't perform well. Uh, the other, American ones now, yeah. Yeah, the, so the, this is domestic figures, mind you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, 2014 and this is total. Yeah, yeah total uh, domestic. 2014 yeah. only did 200 million. But it did 96 its opening weekend, which is why I honestly thought that this was going to perform better than did even Kong did a bunch more like what 20 something million more than this one even did. Mm-hmm. Opening weekend. So I I think the series is in regression. 
personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because you have 1998, which made 136. This King of the Monsters is already third of Godzilla movies with 47, and that's just from this weekend. And then you have this huge drop to Godzilla 2000 with 10 million, Godzilla 1985 with 4 million, Shin Godzilla, which came out, I think, two years ago. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That only made one million, and then the original has only pulled in four hundred twelve thousand. And what's funny is the the this new GCU, you know, Godzilla twenty fourteen two hundred million first, Kong Skull Island in second with only a hundred sixty eight million, and now obviously you have King of Monsters with forty seven. It's just not a heavy hitter in in the states. Yeah, I, um, yeah. No, I, I'm looking at Shin Godzilla right now. I didn't realize it did that badly because that movie was really the talk of the town for a minute there. D- just to throw it out there, the, this new one has made 130 million at the foreign box office, so it's doing fine there. But yeah, no, it's it. Uh, you know, maybe it's the fact that we don't have like such a like America doesn't have such a strong historical tie to Godzilla, like like J- Japan and other countries do. Like it's such a big deal for other countries because so much of it comes out of like the fact that we America dropped a nuke on another country. I'm not trying to get political here that's just the no, history no. of godzilla <laughs> emily said the same thing either on the way to or on the way mm-hmm. back from godzilla and, and she she made a reference to you know yeah I, I know why japanese like this and 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 we were like man just shut up it's a it's a big blizzard <laughs> sorry go ahead no, no, it's okay. It's it's just it's interesting history the the, the franchise because like you know there's that first one like godzilla is the bad guy and you know it's all about defeating godzilla before he wipes out japan and but then like you know what is it like two three movies later he's the good guy fighting against evil monsters to protect japan mm-hmm. so like it's it's almost like again not, not trying to get this is literally just the history of godzilla here so like he starts <laughs> off as like trying to destroy japan and then he's like a weird ally of japan kind of like how america was like a weird you know we, we were against them and now we're allies and stuff so it's like the whole thing is about our relationship with japan and mm-hmm. but it's like America just doesn't care, but Japan loves it. <laughs> what are you talking about, Doc? All the best stuff comes from Japan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so so that that you know, Godzilla, forty-eight million. It'll probably be forgotten within two weeks, unfortunately. Um, and the yeah. quality of the film probably doesn't help. But it's like you guys said, within a year we're going to have Godzilla King Kong. Um, also rocket man came out this weekend. Uh, I don't think Lindsay or I saw it, but Fuego, why don't you, why don't you drop some knowledge on us? Yeah. So, uh, I, I reviewed this on Fuego Entertainment. Saw it the other night with my, with my lady and, uh, both of us enjoyed it, you know, decent amount. It's, it's interesting because the, the one thing that they had mentioned in the marketing material was that it's based on a real, real life fantasy. And so it's not grounded in the sense that Bohemian Rhapsody was. I mean, there's there's these big like, you know, fantasy like dance slash musical numbers. And you get the first one like just a couple minutes into the film. Hmm. Um, I would probably compare it much more so to like Across the Universe. I was just thinking that, that when you said that. I saw yeah. that Beatles film. And I, I love that movie. I think it's great. I know a lot of people had, had issues with it, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And so just based on the way that they approach the musical numbers and it's not just uh, Taron Edgerton doing all the numbers by himself. There's other cast members that join in on verses and back and forth and stuff like that. Bryce Dallas Howard, as his mom, does some singing, um, as to as to a few other characters and bootleg um, Jessica Chastain. 
Wait, Bryce uh, Dallas Howard honestly, is playing mom they're, they're, now? They're oh, interchangeable. <laughs> well, I mean, now that Bryce gained some weight, like she's not right. bone rail skinny like mm. she was in the Jurassic World movies, I honestly thought it was Chastain at first until I saw the credits, and I was like, holy moly, she's, um, she's hey, she's, <laughs> she's a little thicker, you know, but she's playing his mom, you know, so it, it kind of makes sense, I guess. So um, I, I did really enjoy it. Um, I didn't love it, though. Um, there was some, there, there were certain beats I thought that they kind of scurried over like his marriage and a, a few other things. But, uh, I, I mean, the, the, the performance is fantastic. I wasn't so sure how much I was going to like Taryn actually singing because Rami Malek did not sing those Bohemian Rhapsody songs for that right. film. They had had somebody else. Uh, Taryn actually sang these songs and he sounded better than I anticipated that he would. And he, he looked so much like Elton John, like a young Elton John. It was crazy. Uh, the, the film is getting a lot of attention because of the fact that it's R-rated and it goes for it. And as far as just his and him being gay and there's a, there's a love scene in the hey. movie and it's not, it's not like hardcore or anything. <laughs> I mean, Hey, they, they, they go for it. And I, I commend them on that. Uh, the, the one thing that I will say is that spoilers, um, you know, for Bohemian Rhapsody or for anyone who la, 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 has la. lived under a rock is that Freddie Mercury dies. Hey, and uh, you like, home, hey, okay. oh my god how can you divulge this key information but and, and and the fact that elton john you know 26 years sober has you know great husband now two two little boys so he has kids and all this other stuff mm -hmm. he was able to you know do all this crazy hedonistic insane living and the drugs and the sex and all this stuff and mm -hmm. and make it out alive and he's happy and things are great and for me there's there's no scene in this film like the scene where they're playing the Highlander song and who wants to live forever. And it doesn't have that sort of just emotional resonance that we get from the passing of, of Freddie in that movie. So even though I think rocket man is a far superior movie, it didn't quite hit me in the feels in the same way that Bohemian Rhapsody did at least in the third act. So that's the one thing that I will say this movie was lacking, but as a whole, it's terrifically directed. The, the songs are you know, tastefully picked, even though it is mostly hits. And I, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. And I, I definitely recommend everybody go see it if you like Elton John. So. Yeah, it's it's oh, yeah. it's not like I'm looking for a spoiler or anything, but it it is an interesting thought. You know, Elton John doing fine. He's he's still with us as we speak. Um, and you know, for for the most part, hasn't really been controversial for a while. So it's. I can't help but wonder. All right, so how do you how do you wrap that movie up without? Um, it actually, I mean, without spoiling, it doesn't go into the here and the now of his career. It is really just exploring okay. his initial success and in his career, like in the seventies and into the early eighties and stuff. So mm -hmm. it's it's not like the full scope. Like I was honestly hoping for like you know this train don't stop here anymore, which is one of his comeback songs. I love that song. And even though I'm not a big Timberlake fan, Justin Timberlake played a young Elton John in the music video for that song. And it was behind the scenes and, you know, the just the, the grandeur and the craziness and some of the, the excess and whatnot. And so it's, yeah, it doesn't go that far into his career. There's some, you know, post credit stuff where they're just like Elton has been, you know, just just flashing visuals and statistics and whatnot. The same thing you see in so many of these biopics. Mm. But yeah, they, it doesn't go into his late, late career. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Felix in the YouTube chat says Bohemian Rhapsody is pure rubbish if you know the real Freddie Mercury story, which I agree. Which although, yeah. although mm. I, I I guess 
you know, there was probably two ways you could have ended Bohemian Rhapsody. And they did one of them, you know, the, the, the peak of their celebrity or whatever, them going out at Live Aid. Or I thought it would have been real neat for them, for him to, you know, because he, he managed to get a couple of albums out while he had AIDS, you know, show them finishing while while he was sick and, and you know, triumph through that sickness. I, I, I thought yeah. that would have been a nice way to end that story. But, 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 but alas. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, I didn't love Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not saying it's a better a, movie. You know, it's right. it's very much like a like a behind the music. Like, okay, this is us writing this song, and this is us writing this song, and <laughs> derp, derp, jump jump through everything. You know, so I mean, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, between these two, the, those two movies and the Dirt, the Motley Crue movie, I, I definitely feel like these musician biopics are like back in vogue and. I'm curious what else is, you know, coming through the pipeline soon. Give Nothing me, comes to mind right off the bat. Give me uh, Lords of Chaos. Yes, <laughs> and, and another one. Yeah, another recent one. Obviously more on the extreme side. Yeah, but. <laughs> more on the extreme side and not so centric on the on the music itself. But yeah. but yeah, we're are we done yet, Hollywood? Can we can we can we take a breath now with the with the Well, how long till the Bowie one is my question. Yeah. Oh, good question. Yeah. Right. Uh, and talking about like someone who like recorded up until like as they were dying, like didn't he release an, an album like the week that he died, something yeah. like that? So you could have that uh, tearjerker ending easy. Lindsay, are you able to in quick time uh, while mm-hmm. I have Fuego talk about Ma? Are you able to bring mm-hmm. us up biopics like what what their <laughs> what their financial successes are? Yeah. Okay. So and Fuego while while he's dancing trying to find math. Do you want to tell yeah. us about Ma? So am I the only one you saw? Yeah. Ma? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that was one that the, the press screening was on the same night as Godzilla. And yeah, Cecil and I were like free Godzilla in IMAX versus going to see Ma. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we paid money to go see Ma. Well, I mean, I, I used my AMC <laughs> stubs, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't really pay for it. I guess I pay at the beginning of the month for that stuff, but um, definitely not a horror movie and not, hmm. not, quite what it was advertised as it's not massively misrepresenting itself but it's definitely more of a thriller drama and you don't even really get any horror until pretty much the very end of the movie and uh i mean terrific acting from octavia spencer uh i know everybody knows her from the help and she was in the shape of water as well Mm. and uh the the girl who was the Lesbian love interest of the chicken book smart, the one who she hooks up with in the bathroom CP. Oh, she's yeah. the she's the lead in this, actually. So she's the young girl who moves to That's this right. new town. She was also in something mother. that came out last year, too. Yeah, I'm she sorry. was in um she was in one of the the Into the Dark Blum House on Hulu things <laughs> or something, according to C Slipface. I haven't seen it. But but yeah, so so she's the lead in it. Juliet Lewis is her mother. They have moved back to the town that Juliet Lewis grew up in. And so, yeah, she actually grew up with the Ma character. And then you've also got uh, Luke Evans. He's another person from this circle of friends. And it and it really just boils down to this this Ma character was, you know, kind of shunned and picked on a little bit and sh- embarrassed in, in one particular flashback scene. Mm-hmm. And so um, she's she's got some inner demons based on that. And she's really, I mean, at the end of the day, I, she's not even 
portrayed as much of a villain. She's just like a sad character that you almost feel sorry for mm -hmm. because she doesn't have a lot of she doesn't have a lot of friends. And that's why she wants to party with these kids and decides to buy them alcohol. And then when they're like, "Ma, you're weird. We don't we're not so sure we really want to go over and party with you anymore." And she gets insane and obsessive, and you know the whole like misery aspect slash like fatal attraction thing as far as the obsessiveness goes. But it's um. I just felt bad for her character at the end can, of the day. So, is yeah. there another film that you can compare it to? <sighs> I mean, it's been compared to. God, I'm trying to think of something beyond you know the whole misery comparison beyond the. Uh, oh. um, yeah, I guess that is the uh, obvious one, isn't it? Well, well, as far as like a fatal obsessive friendship goes, that doesn't turn like weird and sexual. Mm -hmm. Damn, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example, and nothing is really. What's that terrible Facebook movie? Uh, friend request is that the one where, I, where the girl's a ghost I like that movie I actually never saw it yeah yeah I, I don't know if it, there's two of them I, and oh I, I don't friend know, request I don't no, know which wait, one I'm no. talking about um, there's it's still oh. sitting in my Netflix cache on the yeah. streaming side I want to say yeah. but, wait no I think friend request is the bad one yeah no um, there's two of them that the, came out in the same year and and one of them yeah. Kind of, yeah. unfriended okay unfriended is the good one friend I like, request is the I liked bad unfriended one. yeah 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 um, uh, Lindsay, what, what you got? You got any numbers for us as far as why Hollywood keeps putting their damn money into these? Well, the, the two highest grossing of them. Um, well, I, I guess bet okay. I bet it's Ray and uh, uh, Walk the Line. Ooh, okay, not quite. Ray, uh, Walk the Line is number three, hmm. but in the top five highest grossing of these of all time, three of them are in are within the last four years okay uh bohemian rhapsody is the first one 216 million straight out of compton 160 is oh, number right. two that's an right? awesome movie man it's, it's a great oh, movie. so is i love I, I i never got around to seeing all eyes on me like the, the spin-off uh tupac one from it but yeah, uh I didn't straight out yeah uh, really smalls one either I, I didn't see either of notorious those, wasn't but... that good oh was yeah. it uh, plus also well. named for a hitchcock movie mm. Mm. Yeah, no, straight out of Compton, though, man, the, the the portrayal of that actor who played Easy E was just fantastic, man. Mm. I mean, it was really his movie at the end of the day, in my opinion. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then the last one is I Can Only Imagine, which is, uh, uh, I believe, a religious movie. Yeah, Roadside Attractions. Yeah. So, but I mean, hey, that's that's a reason for them to keep pumping them out. Mm. Uh, where's, and uh, where's the doors? That's 1992 that's money. Dino in the YouTube that's chat, 15th. With 34 million. Hi, Dino. Enjoy the game. Get some hot dogs and Cracker Jack for. <laughs> Sarah says, really enjoying the podcast. You guys rock. Thank you, Sarah. Again, if you want to listen to this bullshit on your way to work, uh, show business is the name of the podcast. So this week upcoming, we've got we've got some 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 fox we've got some fox superhero movies. oh the the y-men yeah and i i i, I did <laughs> i did some of your job there Lindsay, and, and i found some oh, interesting yeah? interesting math in regards to fox and what what their money is concerned opening weekends they're just they're just not that strong like i mean yeah. there's a couple of like what the funny thing is the two heaviest hitters are deadpool and deadpool 2 <laughs> of course they are. That's uh, really funny. Yeah, the 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 biggest opening weekend from a Fox Marvel movie that wasn't Deadpool was X Men: The Last Stand, and that was a mm. hundred two million. Yuck. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, that's 2006 money, but still like. But, you know, it's and, and they, they appear to like releasing stuff in the month of May because they did Apocalypse, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, X2, Deadpool 2, The Last Stand, Days of Future. Oh, my Past. God. Like they like May. They really do. Yeah, but they don't like making money. Like I, I, I'm looking at this Days of Future Past, 91 million. Logan, 88. Such million. a good movie. Yeah, love, I love Days of Future Past. It's agreed. terrific. Agreed, agreed. The Wolverine, 53 million. X2. It's so sad to me that that's like such a low-grossing one for that franchise because it's much better than people give it credit for. How about well, and I mean, until the third act with the silver samurai, oh. whatever silliness. The the movie yeah. was really good up until that point. The scenes with him and Funka Johnson, I think, are terrific. Mm-hmm. You're right. I, I did forget how silly it gets. You're right. Maybe that's why I didn't do so. <laughs> but the rest of it is pretty solid. Yeah. So the the other thing that kind of made my eyes fall out of my skull is X Men Origins Wolverine made eighty five million opening weekend. First Class made fifty five. It made $30 million less than X-Men Origins Wolverine, you know, with the wow. shitty Deadpool, that one. Yeah, exactly, where he, he's, the Merc didn't even have a mouth to <laughs> yap her off with. What uh, the hell? <laughs> so, yeah, looking at these numbers, they, they I mean, the strongest they've they've ever done is Deadpool's 132, and that was in February. That's by um, leaps and bounds, too. I've got the same figures here. $80 million between Deadpool 2 and X-Men The Last Stand, which is in third place. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, it's oh, just, life, like, lifetime gross. It's pretty close on uh, opening uh, weekend. Yeah, on, on the YouTube page, I have the opening weekends. But gotcha, I'm gotcha, gotcha. I apologize. Honestly, I mean, I'm not surprised about Deadpool because it, it hit that sweet spot of when they released it, and yet I can't tell you how many years I've been to the different comic cons, like covering as press and seeing the amount of Deadpool cosplay and all its different variations from the Deadpool corpse, and I mean. It's, it's a, that was just like a sleeping giant, like a waiting to just go bonkers, mm-hmm. in my opinion, especially when they released it. No competition whatsoever, counter-programming for that particular weekend. So I, I'm not shocked it crushed the way that it did, So, despite its rating. <laughs> it, well, what do you think it is? Uh, I mean, because we, we kind of, kind of, sort of have the X-Men franchise to thank for what comic book movies are today, to, to a certain oh, degree. Yeah. It oh, yeah. contributed. Well, yeah, yeah. A lot of people credit that. And I mean, I know Blade was a couple of years before, but two two Marvel properties, you know, that really just kind of showed that comic book films could be serious and have like a little more depth to them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody knows X-Men is, you know, Brian Singer being a gay man used it as a metaphor for homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And so there was like there was a lot more to say with that particular film than you typically I, I i'm not the biggest fan of the first x-men movie x2 is fantastic though mm-hmm. oh, in my opinion so i mean it's it's between that and days of future past for the best entries in the series aside from probably logan mm-hmm. but um yeah i lot lots of credit to cp you're right man what why why not why aren't people watching these things like like an Iron could... Man like a Spider-Man like just what what, what is it about this this franchise that well, how many like like honestly like how many good X Men movies have there been? Like, I think that might be part of it. It's a fairly inconsistent franchise. Like, you, like you have X Two, uh, which you know, you know, like the the the, the, the ones that people like pretty much universally. X Two, uh, Days of Future Past, Logan, Deadpool movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything else is kind of hit and miss. Like I'm people like Juggernaut First Class. Too. 
but it's yeah no, but i mean <laughs> I, exactly but like after those five there's still six more to go because there's 11 all together but those six are very divisive mm-hmm. yeah. and even like x2 these days people talk about how like it's good but has it aged well i think it has but there's yeah. that discussion about whether or not it has or not and it's i i think it might just honestly be the inconsistent nature of the franchise and also like the fact that they're like spanning two franchises going multiple decades and how they're always trying to combine them together, it gets confusing sometimes. Maybe it's just, it doesn't have the smoothness of like the MCU and stuff like that. Maybe that's got something in there. Fuego? Yeah, um, I'm actually going to echo your sentiments, man. The fact that, you know, one was so so much of a darling with the critics and then the second one was just as much and then even a higher quality, you know, as far as... Uh, you know, film was and with the fans and everything too, and enjoying it so much more. But Last Stand sucked, and I feel like <laughs> it, it really I mean, did. bringing in bringing in Brett Ratner, it was just so like the tone was completely different, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And so I feel like that and the Wolverine, or excuse me, Wolverine Origins, both did so good initially because of the fact that people were still hoping that it was going to like recapture some of that some of that flavor. And I think First Class's numbers were so low because fans had been burned so badly by those previous two entries. And so even though that was a big improvement, nobody went to see it. And that was more of a word of mouth once it hit video and everything, which is why everybody came out in droves to see, um, you know, Days of Future Past. And it was combining both of the timelines and and like universes, so to speak. But I mean, then again, Apocalypse was terrible. And so I'm actually not thinking Dark Phoenix is going to perform very well. I think it's especially with Simon Kinberg directing. I'm not particularly I, I don't have a lot of faith. He's never directed a movie before. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in this film, although I really do like the casting of Sophie Turner as Jean Grant. Oh, yeah. That was one of the only good things about Apocalypse was that. And so, um, as you guys probably know, this series is now going to be run by Fox, and mm-hmm. they're going to reboot all the all the mutant stuff over time as you know we segue into Phase Four. Mm-hmm. There's no immediate plans. They're supposedly going to tease in some and some post-credit stuff, and then we still have the whole new mutant situation where nobody knows what the hell that movie is going to come out, which I was really excited for. I like Josh. It looks Poo so good. And, and yeah. the cast is the cast is great, but they're apparently it, it's going to be released by Disney. It's not going to get dumped on Hulu, or so they say. Right. But um, it's going to undergo some more reshoots before its April release. It's been like four or five times at this point, and I mean. Yeah, so you're, you're you're totally right, man. Inconsistency is what has definitely doomed this franchise. And the fact that Marvel movies have that formulaic consistency and they come out frequently and have mm-hmm. come out even more frequently as all the MCU stuff has gone on, we still have to wait a couple of years between most of these mm-hmm. X-Men movies. So it's right. not like they're kept in the constant public stream of consciousness and thought. Right. The MCU movies come out like clockwork. You know, you get at least a couple of years at this point. And so they, they, they're fresh in people's minds. And there's none that are really that bad, except maybe Iron Man 2. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so on the on the YouTube page, I have a display oh. of the, the lowest grossing or the Marvel films lowest grossing. And films that oh, were that's beautiful. distributed by Fox. Power of the Duck. <laughs> well, yeah, right, right. Ten of the bottom 20 films, there's a total of 55 are fox films fox electra is 53rd and i highlighted what 54th that's not fox that's universal but howard Mm -hmm. the duck is 54 electra is 53 you have the Mm. 2015 fantastic four at 49 the 2003 daredevil 46 (laughs) silver surfer in 2007 that's at 44 the Wolverine from 2013, that's 42nd. X-Men First Class is 40th. 
The original X-Men, 37th. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine is 35th. So a fair amount of the the lowest grossing Marvel movies have... Uh, uh, half of them are made by yeah. Fox. Yeah, I will watch Howard the Duck for how hot Leah Thompson is. So there you go. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Duck tits. Woo! <laughs> Even if she is going to like get down with some... Uh, there's some weird vibes in that movie, man, I tell you. I don't know what I think about some of it. It's <laughs> a weird, weird movie, man. <laughs> I like so, how you don't put uh, the Roger Corman uh, Fantastic Four on there. I mean, it made zero dollars, so technically it's the lowest grossing, was right? It Fox? <laughs> was it, it Fox? It was never released properly, right? Oh, that's true. That's right. It, was, it, it might not have been Fox. You're right. I, okay. I, th- I think the uh, lowest yeah. grossing was the Inhumans or whatever that IMAX movie was. It, yeah, oh, they, they, they released, what, like two episodes or four episodes or something? on, But yeah. that... that series was absolutely trash from what most people told me i haven't really explored a lot of the extended you know marvel television universe i guess i I actually haven't even watched the the netflix stuff that i've heard are very very good so 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 with all that as a precursor are you guys excited for (laughs) dark phoenix or or what (laughs) i'm excited for the mess it's gonna be They they reshot the entire third act, right? Because they said that it was too similar to another recent superhero film. So that was the reasoning behind the reshoots. But oh yeah, how but much I, do you know about that, by the way? Because I've read up on it a little bit. It's it's something on a train, right? They went from space to a train because uh, obviously train is better than space. Okay, how many train <laughs> things in between Solo and between? I mean, we've had train stuff in days Spider Man too. For God's sake, we yeah. did. Jesus. We did. Oh, I mean, trains are dope. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, trains never go out of style. They still use them all over the East Coast, even though we don't really have them here in here in Phoenix <laughs> or here in California. Like uh, passenger trains have to wait for hours when uh, cargo trains go by. Yeah, like I mean, so when when you're doing going up and down the coast on a train, they say make sure you have time because you will be sitting there for a long time. Oh, uh, so Paul in the chat says this new film is set in the 1990s in the new slash altered timeline. Doesn't mm-hmm. look like Charles or Eric have aged. They look they should look around 50 or 60. They should. Oh, brilliant it's point. Silly. Honestly, I'm more excited about the third season of Legion. Just bring that on, man. I mean, <laughs> I got to watch that show one of these days. It looks very cool. I just haven't it's, gotten it yet. It's strange, man. But boy, yeah. is it good. And I, I love me some Aubrey Plaza, like a legit. Oh, girl. she's so good. Yeah. She's yeah. So funny and pretty mm-hmm. and weird, which like just ups her hotness. So, yeah. And oh, agreed. this this is it for Fox uh, mm-hmm. without Disney, right? Like this, this is yeah. the final hurrah. Uh, aside so. from the whole New Mutants thing and when the hell we finally get around to seeing that. Yeah. So. But there's still one. a lot of speculation. They're just going to dump it on Hulu and just be done with it. But at least for now, it's dated in April 2020, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, it, uh, uh, 4-3, I think. So, yeah, mm-hmm. April April 3rd, I think. Do you uh, think they're going to... Are, are, are they? What is Disney's next step with a Fox property? Uh, with this property, they're gonna just inc- they're, they're gonna slowly incorporate them into into the Marvel universe. Although everybody is speculating that they're gonna bring in the Fantastic Four before they start incorporating mutants and maybe save mutants for the end of Phase Four. And that'd uh, be interesting. Yeah, uh, I mean the Fantastic Four needs some love, man. <laughs> like, I'd be down for that. Well, and if it holds true with alternate universe dimensional stuff, like they hint at in the Far From Home trailer when Mysterio's talking to 
talking to Peter and they're like, oh yeah, all the end game stuff that created alternate timelines and alternate universes and all this other silliness. So, I mean, that, that would make sense for mutants to just show up yeah. all of a sudden because of those things that almost like the whole re- reverberation aftershock from the end game stuff. So. That's me. I didn't write about that. That's interesting. Uh, I, 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 I read that people are like suspecting that Mysterio's lying, and I'm like, it's a weird lie to put in the trailer, but sure, okay. <laughs> he does lie about everything as a character. It's kind of his oh. MO. But, oh, uh, I mean, yeah, he's Mysterio, but like, yeah, it's, it's the lead with the lie like that is interesting, I mm-hmm. think. So I, I think you're right that they are going to do a lot of multi dimensional stuff, or at least a little bit. Who knows? Are they ever going to incorporate Deadpool? They have said they're at least, and he's the only character that they're going to try to keep in a separate little patch universe of sorts right. because they want to maintain his R rating. Even if they tested the waters with that Once Upon a Deadpool with doing it PG-13, it didn't fare very well at the box office. And right. I think maybe if it had done better, they would have been more like receptive to that idea. But they, I mean, Deadpool has to be R rated. And at the end of the day, Disney likes money. And so I think that's really the only character from that universe they're not going to muck with Even- very much. Even if they don't somehow get get uh, Logan back just for a, a, a one-off, a Logan mm-hmm. Deadpool R-rated, fuck it, here it comes. That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. I just wish they would do like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe in some yeah. some degree. Mm-hmm. And that'd be the perfect way to do a third Deadpool movie, I think, is to have him go. I mean, maybe even bring back like you know, a Chris Evans or a, uh, you know, a Hugh Jackman, and they can just do those roles one more time in some weird alternate offshoot of whateverness, and he's just killing everybody. That or, would be great. Yeah, or a multiverse and fun. have Chris Evans as both What's-His-Face from Fantastic Four. Yes. Yes. Oh, that would, be, that would be great, man. He was, for amazing. my money, he was one of the only funny parts and one of the only redeeming qualities aside from maybe Chickless in those in those mm-hmm. movies because sure. their banter their banter back and forth. There's one line in particular where uh, you know Chickless is uh, the thing or whatever is talking about. He's like, yeah, I have this new girlfriend and uh, Evan's little one liner. He's like, well, you better be careful with her. I don't want her to die in a rock slide. And then he's like, you were so and so, and he wants to go like <laughs> choke. That's some funny stuff, man. I actually like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, America didn't, Fuego. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, redeeming qualities. I don't think anybody really did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, America. I, I do agree with you that Chris Evans was very good in those movies. I don't know if I could call it redeemable. Yeah, no, it was redeemable. Sure, why not? I'll, I'll no, he was it. the only watchable thing in those movies. I mean, right. but that's back when he was doing, like, not another teen movie, for God's mm. sake. His career really, really not in the best shape, so... I'm just glad we got him and Scott Pilgrim at that in-between point. He was mm-hmm. he was great in that movie, and I don't think you would have been able to get him at this stage. Yeah, no, uh, the cast of Scott Pilgrim is bonkers, uh, the amount of talent they have in uh, that movie. Yeah, plus the, plus the guy behind the camera is, is well, right. well underappreciated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, between that and Baby Driver was so good. Uh, I mean, yeah, anything. I, I still wonder what his Ant Man would have been yes, like in yes. a lot of ways. Even if I really enjoyed the hell out of Ant Man more so than I thought. I mean, still, it's it's that whole what could have been, what if sort I, of scenario. I want to see an Edgar Wright movie with a fifty million dollar budget. Just, just go a hundred million. Can you imagine what he does with a hundred million? Mm, I can only imagine. Yeah. I would want yeah, to like my brain's exploding right now. Mm. Um, so some news. Harrison Ford um, eluded yeah. to, hinted at 
I don't know how much weight you should put behind this, but apparently they're they're making another Indiana Jones, and there might be a passing of the torch or or something like that, or maybe tried that before and it yeah. was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we already sang this song. Just Not do good. it. No, no, don't do it. Sorry, shy. <laughs> Oh, Eddie D in the chat. Uh, that's right. R-rated Frank Castle. That that's another. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, Disney needs to embrace some of those R-rated. Hell, just make Fox its own little R-rated subdivision. Well, and they, bring what's his face from the Netflix they, show. Well, yeah. they kind of did that with uh, with the Netflix shows, right? Because yeah, those yeah. were definitely R-rated with some mm -hmm. of the language and violence and stuff like that. I've only seen a couple episodes of uh, of Daredevil here and there, but I thought that. Um, What's his name from the cell was just a fantastic kingpin man. I mean, he was really, oh. really good. And uh, mm -hmm. I love that, that that's the movie you know him from. That's so funny. He's such a good I actor. Really like, love the cell man. That's visually oh, no, like one of striking yeah. movies. I mean, that's a good J Lo movie actually. I'll I'll stand by that. <laughs> it is a good Vincent, J Lo movie. Vincent D'Onofrio. That's his name. That's Vincent D'Onofrio. I was trying to remember yeah, his yeah. name too. Yeah, D'Onofrio. Yeah. Robert Duell says, "Feed Danny DeVito roids and boom, our new Wolverine." I'm yeah. so about that. Got to pay the troll toll, man. Um, Got to pay the troll toll, Eddie D. <laughs> um, so if you watch that, if you're following this channel, you might have seen a live commentary over the weekend, and and that was, I don't know, it it, it happened for a bunch of reasons. Lindsay <laughs> Lindsay's had his finger on the pulse of this movie for months. I want to say now, but, two weeks. Um, <laughs> it felt like years. <laughs> so this film titled Loquisha uh, mm -hmm. came out and was put oh, out. This is the one you told me about like one or two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay's <laughs> yeah. been just wouldn't shut up about it for, for weeks now. Um, Amazon. I mentioned it like twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's too much. Amazon <laughs> just secretly put it out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. It, it, Lindsay, do you want to do you want to take it away about the quality that is low Quisha? It's I'm just gonna keep saying it. He's the new Tommy Wiseau. It's it's so misguided. It's so confused. It's it, it wants to. Tommy, trans... wait, wait, wait. Tommy Wiseau has charisma yeah. though. Like there's something. Does he? There's is something. That what he has? It's charisma. It's charisma. I, it's... He's still making movies. I saw a trailer yeah. for his new movie with the other guy from the room or from the, yeah the room right because there's room yeah. with with uh with, uh, D, hey, shout Dino's out to Dino. favorite <laughs> Dino's favorite lady and. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we so so was so was so whatever. He's still making films, man, and he has a two-parter that's coming out. Oh, where... best, oh best friends, friends, right? I saw yeah, the first half yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. No, thank yeah, you. I saw the trailer for the sequel, and they're like stealing ATMs, and they're out in the desert yeah. breaking open ATMs, and they're screaming at each other. And I'm like, this looks so dumb and silly that I actually want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to check that out. I, I am very curious no. about Best Friends. And with the second part coming out, like I have yeah. to. And then they have their weird shark movie that's coming out. And I'm like, oh, hi, shark. Oh, you know, it's like, come on, man. man. I haven't heard about that. Yeah, I want to see, like, see a Tommy Wiseau shark movie. That, you did a trailer reaction to it, man. That, that <laughs> has a certain bit of charm to it. This Loquisha right. movie is just painful. Like, it's... It's tone deaf for starters. Oh, yeah. What was it, like four transgender jokes, something like that? All in kind of a vicious intent behind them? Yeah, like... yeah he does an Indian, uh, stereotypical oh, yeah. uh, Indian accent. Uh, you know, he, he, I, I, I don't know. He That's says, what we need more of. <laughs> yeah, he says that it's a message about 
you know, it, it's a social message about what's going mm -hmm. on today. And I, I don't, I don't think I, he got that message across. It's, it's very, you want like, it's, it's, it's a fun watch to an extent because it's so weird and bad. But then, like you, it's it, like it's. I, I compared it to Funny People when we were doing the commentary and how it goes from being like, yeah, okay, I can see where this is supposed to be funny, and then it's just like a deadpan drama, right? For the last half, right? And like you know, Funny People struggled with that transition, and so this movie more than struggled with that transition. Uh -huh. And it, it, it's just it, you really are kind of left feeling weirdly empty and just confused at the end of this movie because, like, I guess spoilers, he gets the black girl in the end, even though he spends the entire movie doing you know a horrible impersonation of a black woman. Well, so oh, for, for, forgetting that, yeah, the, yeah. As as a film, technically yeah. speaking, as a film. What what is the story? What is his arc? What does he lose? What is like what is he gaining? Like there's there's no like there's no struggle, there's no conflict. It's right. just it's just a guy who's a bartender who who can do a black woman's voice. Oh, and apparently he can do another person's Supposedly. voice. Supposedly. Yeah. And because his his black person is so good, the the radio execs, which by the way, radio execs, what what year are we in that that he's trying to impress radio execs? Yeah, I mean, aside from sports radio, which I do listen to when I'm right. driving to and from work yeah. a lot of the time, I don't really think there's any other viable radio aside from, you know, all of your throwback, you know, 70s, 80s, you know, programming that you hear. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. Modern radio, though, for like new songs and stuff like that. Donuts, man. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I said this on the commentary, too, so I don't want to sorry to repeat myself. But why isn't this movie about a podcast? Yeah. Where he just like brings people in and like discusses their problems with them, like that would you get so much more attention and something with, with something like that in the modern era doing that, and which is the new radio podcast, yes. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Hello, yeah. hello to you listening be... to us right now, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for participating in our new media branch out here at uh, Show Business. Um, yeah, it's and, and like and he's such a weird figure, and like. It, like he has multiple YouTube channels. Like he abandoned one to start You're another about the, one. The 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 actor himself, the yeah, creator, the, the guy who made the movie. Yeah, the, uh, uh, Jeremy Seville, mm -hmm. whose biggest credit is one episode on uh, Modern Family, and you know, hey, good for him. He got an episode of Modern Family. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> yeah. I think it was like nine years ago too. I think it was like 2010. He did that. I, I would. Uh, that's the I, that's the show with Al Bundy. Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah, or yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Sorry, That's, for okay. a second I was like, wait, no, it's not married to children. That was, <laughs> but no, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, doubt if, if I yeah. opened for him somewhere on the road. Like he's he's that kind of sticky, terrible com comedian that, and I, there's there's a fair chance that that I've actually worked with this guy and not even know. Oh jeez. <laughs> And and I just I've said it again and I'll just say it and get more. I do respect that he goes for it. He like I'm gonna make a movie and he goes and he yeah, makes it. Even and he that made movie's it twice. Yeah, he's done it twice. He he's got it. distribution on him. So so now with that said, again I'll say what what what's the conflict of the story? What what are you trying to tell us? What what's your social message that that you're really trying to put across? Because you know he has these. He hires this black producer who's okay with everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, his, his. Oh, what's what's his line? I don't know if you're a better therapist or a better black person. Uh, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his his love interest Dang. is black. Yeah. Uh, he hi he hires a 
a heavy set black woman to play Loquisha in public, but yeah. there's there's no pushback. There's there's mm -hmm. no sort like something like this. You like if you're gonna say that this is a message movie, you, you gotta have some sort of experiences as to you know why this is a thing and and, and why it's. <laughs> So, so it's like the opposite of Black Klansman then, right? It's dude, that it's, socially like yes. important and yeah. needs to be seen. Yeah, <laughs> ju just imagine Black Klansman and when he shows up, you know, as the, well, he was like the security guard towards the yeah. end. Right. Just imagine mm -hmm. him showing up and there being no no problems whatsoever. Just, oh, okay, here's a, here's a black guy at our clan meeting. There's, oh my god, that would be so funny. That, no that would friction. be a hilarious there's, way to end a movie. There's no conflict. There's no friction. That there's there's yeah. nothing. To yeah, overcome. that would be that would be on, on par with that first Dave Chappelle episode with the black white supremacist man. I mean, come on now. <laughs> One of the most socially unacceptable sketches I have ever seen put to television. Oh, and it's so, so good though. It's so uh, yeah. That's a good way to put this. Like this is almost like someone doing a sketch that's dealing with race like that, but it's played straight. Yeah, with wow. jokes that make you go, was that supposed to be a joke, or are you trying to be serious here? Because like, cringeworthy, huh? Yeah, like, like there's there is a, a like an alternate dimension of this movie where this is like a very self aware movie, and they're kind and they're kind of trying to do like a mix of like the the white the black white Klansmen and uh, black Klansmen and um, uh, sorry to bother you all into mm -hmm. one huge thing. But in order to do that, the guy needs to lose something. He needs to be punished. He needs to not get the girl at the end. He needs to. There well, needs to be consequences. But there's like there, CB keeps saying, it's none. There's also there's that that Dave Chappelle bit where he's mm -hmm. he's a blind. Uh, what is he? He's he's a blind KKK member. Dave Chappelle yeah, plays this that's old what guy. I just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you? I, I must have. Yep. All right. Yeah, the black. <laughs> There's something. Uh, CP's not paying attention to us anymore. I, I was, I was, I was, yeah. The, I have no excuse. I was farting around with something here. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself, Wego. I guess that's. <laughs> now, good minds think alike, man. I mean, yeah. If if that's the tone that they were trying to, to like that that sort of reaction to this, but I almost, based on all the discussion from you guys, feel like I have to watch this movie. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, so, if it's only eighty minutes of my life, I'm gonna lose just for further discussion with you guys. It's like I mean, I think I need to do it. So, as a music guy, I would love to hear your opinions on the music uh, of the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it, if it's like YouTube free library music levels. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, well, that's, so to that, expose that, expose how much I did I didn't hear what you said. Um, did you mention the fact that? You know, the, part of the joke was that he he divorced his wife because she was married to yeah a, a lover yeah, yeah 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 so that is a joke that you know it's it's a little edgy but at least it's a joke and plays into the the narrative of how messed up the story is mm -hmm. there's yeah, none I mean, of that here yeah and something that both you know Carlin and Pryor and Hicks and a lot of those guys they were like you can like you can have edgy social commentary, but if you, it's like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Where, I mean, if you make people I like laugh. I just put Carlin and, they, and Mary Poppins together. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. Sorry, keep going. Keep going. It's like, it's like one of the only ways you can address some of these really just tough topics. And because you're like, oh, it's a, but it's presented as a joke. But then in turn, you, it, it makes you think afterwards and stuff. And so that's, that's one of the beauties about comedy. And I, I mean, CP, I know you, you know this with way more experience in the field than me, man. So, well, it, you know, it's you get the idea that in somebody else's hands, with a little bit more time in the oven, 
there mm-hmm. could be something here. It it's it's not like all right, yeah, there there's there's something to say. You're just not saying it right. Mm-hmm. I guess is the well, best way I could put it. Yeah, well, it's like somebody trying to like play, I don't know, like a cover song, and they're just doing the shittiest job, and they're like missing the notes and stuff, and it's totally off time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna have that proper impact if you're not presenting it properly and don't have the skill with which to you know put it together so yeah so it's almost like he he doesn't have the balls to like as an artist or a writer or whatever you want to say it he doesn't to challenge himself to like have him be the bad guy in this scenario like he's not like he he doesn't like like, because like the alt there's no real antagonist in the movie outside of against spoilers the the woman that they hire to be the face of loquisha she goes a little power hungry towards the end. She's like, oh, I'm going to continue the Loquisha thing and I'm just going to keep doing it because I'm Loquisha. And I'm sorry for that impersonation I just did there. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of came out talking about this movie. Uh, so like, like, so like you, the bad guy in this movie can't be, you know, you, you know, a, a, you know, a black woman. It needs to be him. It needs to be him. It needs like, it's it. And then you watch this other movie, the test where it's like about him pushing the limits of his ex-wife to see what she'll take in order to find out how much she loves him. The movie should end with them never talking again, but in the end, they're still together. Yeah, isn't isn't his lesson the fact that? Sorry, sorry guys, for sort yeah. of spoiling this. If you if you had an idea of watching <laughs> a zero percent movie on Rotten Tomatoes, but <laughs> I, I I think the like the message or the lesson that he gets is the fact that he didn't tell his girlfriend that he was Loquisha. Not oh, the fact, right. not the fact that he is posing as, as this black woman. Right? No, go ahead. Am I right? Isn't, yeah. isn't that isn't that 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 it, it, was the 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 message, or that's what he learned, and that was the. It was the yeah. dishonesty more than the fact yeah. that he went and did this. Is the fact that he wasn't honest about his horrible impersonation. Right. Right. <laughs> is, yeah. It, it's sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Like uh, I, I feel like we've been talking about this movie forever now. So yeah. thank you for putting up with it, everyone. In Fuego, who hasn't even seen it, thank you for. <laughs> well, no, I mean you you piqued my interest, and in I mean the fact that you're saying that you know there's no stakes, there's no consequence, and it just mm-hmm. really makes so much of what happens like you can't really find it as compelling because of that, and that, or at least that's that's what I would assume if if you have this sort of approach. So yeah, dude, not to be a, a film school snob, but like the first. Ooh. The first day they teach you the the, the three act structure, intro, mm-hmm. yeah. conflict, yeah. resolution. Mm-hmm. Like there's exactly. no conflict or resolution. It's it's shit. There's barely an intro. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's it's just there. Like what you're supposed to care about. You know that that's what makes the conflict the best part. At ah, fuck. We, yeah, well, and we, there's also uh, what somewhere around the end of two, beginning of three, there's the all hope is lost kind of scenario yes, where you're supposed yes. to feel like, how are we ever gonna find some sort right. of, you know, right? Uh, right. I, I love that you. There's yeah, thank you, Fuego. There's no all is lost moment in this movie. I've been trying to put that into words. <laughs> he's just always on top, and he's just always yeah. It's uh, the movie's frustrating, and it's like you don't want to. It's like once you start, you can't stop yeah. talking about it. He stops yeah. doing it because the 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 lady gets power hungry because she wants money. That's the reason he stops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so strange. No, he doesn't stop in the end. Sorry. Again, spoilers in the end, he's still doing it. He's got two shows now where he's doing radio talk things about people's problems. One where he's himself and one uh, where he's loquisha. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the spoilers. way, yeah. If yes, you, <laughs> uh, for those of you who have Amazon prime, congratulations, it's free. <laughs> Go watch it. 
Um, and if you want to watch with Lindsay, Dino, and I, there is a live commentary with with mm -hmm. the time code listed. I think I think we actually start about ten minutes into that uh, episode, but that's on my channel here on Willis Greedius. So if if you'd like to watch along with us and watch me in absolute horror. Um, I think that's exactly how I need to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no other way to watch this movie than with uh, us. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Is there any other? Oh, um, Robert Pattinson is uh, yeah. apparently officially Batman. Yeah, I guess Hashtag he... Pattinson. <laughs> that's the like new that. thing. We went from uh, Batfleck to Pattinson. There you I, go. I kind of like Pattinson, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll say that Batfleck was always kind of adorable in an awkward oh, way, but. Pattinson. Well, I always think I've of seen Batman. I've oh, seen Batman too. Uh, I always thought Pat of Button Buttman in uh, Mallrats, where they had the fake comic cover for for <laughs> Ben Affleck. That was really good. <laughs> it's a connotation I always made. Yeah, the customer is always an asshole. <laughs> yeah, Ben Affleck. I forgot about that. Yeah, I should go watch that movie again. It's been too long. What? Uh, Mallrats is tremendous. I, I awesome. love that movie. Is there any? I love all. Is there anything else newsworthy that perhaps we missed last week or leading up until today? Well, well, I said 100 back... million tells. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say I even went back through the headlines from the previous week, man, and it was it was very thin as far as like big marquee discussion goes. You know, I mean, uh, but there's a Magic the Gathering series that the Russo brothers are working on. If anybody has their their red decks ready, uh, uh, so excited! Yeah. So excited. And then apparently Quentin Tarantino has uh, has commissioned the guy behind a comic book. Uh, it's uh, Jared Carmichael. So there's going to be a Django slash Zorro crossover movie that he's trying oh. to put together. And yeah, it's based on it, it's going to be loosely based on the comic book of the same premise. So did, that that intrigues me a little bit. I don't know if Tarantino's going to direct it. That was the thing. So. Did did we discuss that Tarantino fluff from a week ago or two? Oh, the trailer. No. I love that. No, no, yeah, not the trailer. So yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood looks amazing, but go ahead. Lindsay, <laughs> yeah. look up uh, Tarantino his his response to a question at Cannes. Oh yeah, I don't think we talked about that when that, someone oh, asked him. Oh, the, yeah. the, the, the Margot Robbie comment, right? Yeah, that yeah. caused a bit of a something. I, I don't know what you <laughs> would call it, but but Tarantino. I mean, guys, it, we we know him by now. Tarantino is yeah. like you know. He he likes himself. He thinks he's good. He is. He, I mean, he is. Yeah. So there's a fine line between right. confidence and arrogance, right. though, right. as I you always know, say. So. You know, yeah, confidence and cockiness. There's, there's. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he's he's earned the right to be confident. Um, right. he, he hasn't earned the right to be a little bit of a dick. Uh, and it, it's it's a pretty gray area, because somebody asked him about the the amount of screen time that Margot Robbie has in the film. Margot Robbie, who plays Sharon Tate, mm -hmm. um, spoiler: Sharon Tate was was murdered. <laughs> hey, real life spoilers. Hey, so so yeah. <laughs> <Or> real life spoilers. <laughs> so who knows what, how much? I mean, they they could be doing an Inglorious Bastards and. And changing up history, and maybe she lives, and maybe she's in That's a movie. That's what I'm honestly anticipating. That so. would be cool. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Or maybe she kills Charles Manson herself. That'd be. I don't know. Lindsay, do you have the quote? Oh, I, I was. I, I the. I, I thought I had it, but then it turned out to be something else. So uh, give me a second. I'll try and find it. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is like. 
everyone's reacting to Tarantino getting all haughty about this and stuff. Like every, he said, we know him. He's a cracked out egomaniac artist. That's why mm-hmm. we love him. Like, why are you? And yeah, like he needs to rein it in sometimes, and maybe he needs to do like a little less cocaine. But would he still be Tarantino if he reined it in? Like, like sometimes you just gotta let an artist be an artist. And he's had plenty of movies with strong, well-written character, lady characters. You got both Kill Bill movies. Uh, there's some great ladies in uh, Hateful Eights uh, and Pam, Pam Greer, Jackie Brown, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Kill Bill's pretty, pretty female heavy too. Strong females, right? Uh, like, I, I mean, I get in the meat. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to no, no, finish, man. My bad. Well, I was just going to say, like, you know, I get it post me too. You know, bring it up. Sure, it's it's worth bringing up to directors. But you know, when he rejects the question in a very Tarantino way, when he's got the track record that he has, I I just don't know what you what people expected. I really don't. Now, was this after the standing ovation or before that he made the comment? Uh, oh, I don't know. That's a good uh, question. I've been really curious about that, because if the ego has been boosted after that, what five, ten minute standing ovation, whenever the hell it was, but can, to, like, to those standing ovations at Cannes are are really they're about like this. Yeah, yeah that's Clerks true. Two had a sixteen minute standing ovation. Listen, I enjoy uh, Kevin Smith as much as the next guy. Clerks Two, sixteen <laughs> minute standing Clerks, ovation. Clerks is the- Clerks is my favorite movie of all time along with, it's like aliens and clerks because they're so different you know but clerks is my favorite comedy of all time and clerks 2 is like it's like take Jane Silent Bob strike back in the tone of that but make it 100 times dumber and not funny and it, that's what yeah. I'm worried about for the Jane Silent Bob reboot is that it's going to be more along that tone I uh, think he uh, was in a very sentimental sweet way when he made clerks 2 and and that's kind of present in that movie uh, it's the it's the warmest movie Kevin Smith has ever done. Uh, whether so that's Jersey Girl, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what, okay, what? so here it is. I I found it by the way. Okay. Um. So uh. So what the, what they were they were asking him why uh Margot Robbie doesn't have more lines in the movie and <laughs> maybe that's because she gets murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh. And his uh like just he was just asking uh about that and asking uh whether or not he had any hesitation about depicting tragic and real life figures and Tarantino responded just with no. Mm. Which makes sense, you know. He did sure. Hitler. Like, you know, he sure. clearly doesn't have any issue with, you know, doing uh, dramatized versions of real life things. Sure. So that makes sense. Uh, and and then the, the Margot Robbie question was, uh, they said, like, you know, why does she have you know, so few lines and stuff? And his, re- his specific response is, I reject your hypothesis. Uh, mm. Which, you know, that is pretty hard. And, you know, obviously... You know, journalistic people, and I have nothing against journalistic people at all. They're going to run with that and do things with it. But I wonder if this was just a situation of you poke the bee's nest of a guy who's kind of a dick and has too much coke, and, and you, you honestly, ego a little bit. You know, like I feel like that's just running with it a little more. So I hadn't seen the specific quote. I had seen people's interpretation of the quote and mm-hmm. how oh they're they're demeaning or he's demeaning you know the, the caliber of her performance and all these different things. And I know he has to, maybe he should tread a little more lightly. He's not going to, cause he's Tarantino. But right. I mean, there was all this stuff with uh, Uma Thurman recently, you know, right. where she was talking about the way he treated her on the Kill Bill set. And yet they, they made nice and, you know, yeah. like, you know, buried the hatchet and everything. And she kind of bailed Tarantino out in this current, you know, just, just new landscape that we live yeah. in as far as Hollywood goes. Or, so. or instead of being a smarmy douche, why don't you ask him like, if, if, 
you think he's wrong, ask him, well, what what about her screen time makes you think that she's not there enough? Like, th- there's ways to, like, just I reject your hypothesis. Like, dude, come on. Come on. You're, you're a brilliant filmmaker. Like, we all know that. It doesn't mean you can be a, a jackass. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, for the record, like, I'm not saying I'm happy that Tarantino's an asshole. I'm just... It's just it's who he is, you know. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I would prefer it if he was a nice guy, but you know, would we still get the same type of movies if he had a different personality than what he is? Would would this that movie still have the same edge if he wasn't this kind of hard ass sometimes? And you know, and his defense, you know, a lot of those questions they they get asked garbage questions for hours yeah. on end. There's that that famous clip of Tom Hardy when when somebody asked him about posing. Uh, for what ended up being you know, doing an interview or something for what ended up being a a gay magazine, and they asked him about his his sexual status, and he's like, "Why does that matter? <laughs> 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 Who cares?" And you know, it's 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 a hell of a point. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. that's why, like you know, the best things that come out of like press junkets for like movies like beforehand are like the weird ones, like when The Rock and like the the screen junkie guy would like make they pretend to be best friends when he was interviewing him and stuff like that because mm-hmm. you know these actors and directors and writers they get put into these room and then they get brought one press yeah person for hours another press yeah. person yeah like five or six hours sometimes like mm-hmm. i know one time for i think it was one of the fast and the furious movies they rented out the the dodger stadium parking lot in order to have all this stuff and they just kept shoveling in more and more journalists in order to get all the coverage that they Cattle. needed but, <laughs> yeah it literally is and, and it's it's just the worst way to get a good response out of someone. And maybe when it's like a, the public forum, kind of like the Tarantino thing, like it's a little bit different, but even then like got all these cameras flashing at you and people yelling and it's loud and everyone's trying to shout to get their question while the person who's actually asking their question is getting their question answered. It's, you know, it's it, environment and situation are important. Yeah. He's Absolutely. a little himself. Yeah. Also, I'll just start saying now if Tarantino is like a misogynistic douchebag, fuck him. I'm just throw it out there <laughs> yeah. just, to, just to cover all the bases. Yeah. Like, uh, well, hey, and just hey, the Peter. description. Sorry. I was just saying hi to Peter in the chat. Hi. Oh. <laughs> that's a busy movie, man. Hope your back's feeling better, Broski. Mm. No, I was just going to say that's that's a lot more power to those who are able to maintain their composure and professionalism in that sort of environment, Lindsay, mm-hmm. is because, you know, if, if you can somehow, you know, just keep that rapport going and be kind and courteous and actually not just a total douche, then, hey, that's... Those are the real, real consummate professionals, in my yeah. opinion, if they can Agreed. maintain that. So. Makes you appreciate yeah. Tom Hanks that much more. Yeah. <laughs> it um, makes me wonder which of the screen junkies it was. Is it the uh, the, the shamed Mr. Andy or whatever the hell? Sing or oh, yeah. No, yes, yeah. We, talk we about the talk Me about Too and uh, Time's Up movement, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like As I'm wearing this, too, I didn't realize. Yeah. I forgot that I was wearing this when I referenced the screen junkies thing. Sorry, I'm not trying to be a shill here. I just found this in my closet earlier. I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. I love uh, the hell out of Dan Merle. Dan, Dan Merle's cool. Roth is oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. about, the, uh, about that guy, but, you know. That's no, why. Yeah. Andy is no longer with them, right? They kind of just swept him under the yeah. rug. Yeah. So, yeah. fun fact, I, I met Andy a couple times, and every time he almost seemed disappointed when I'm like, hey, I'm Lindsay. Because I'm always like, oh, did he think I was a girl? He's like, you don't uh, have tits. What's um, wrong? Why doesn't a Lindsay have tits? See, what for as much have? as people give me shit for being so, you know, f- blunt with the things I say, I say a lot of things that, that make people blush. But I'm a perfectly respectable human being when it comes to touching and, and you know, 
yeah. treating people properly. I may not say the right things, but at least my actions are are pure. You speak louder than your words, good sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might call somebody the C word. Doesn't mean I'm going to treat them like one. Well, no, no, it's funny. I had dinner with an old family friend who's English uh, and her daughter a few weeks ago with my family was in town. Uh, and they, they just kept dropping the C word because that's just how they do it over there. They don't yeah. care. It's, it's not a like word that shit. has the same stigma over here as it does over there, right? Exactly. And that's yeah. why British people have the best swear words. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> I love Sod so much. <laughs> um, any Anything else? I, you know, we're not, we're not, getting from dino so any any <laughs> any anyone you know wrap it up with anything any any news any topics anything you wanted to bring up anything you um plug? if ahead, you're please. a fan of swamp thing i definitely recommend the dc universe even if you just sign up for the free five-day trial or whatever it is the, the it's james wan produced uh, atomic monster i want to say it's his production company mm-hmm. and the first episode is really really good um that's the only one that's available as of now and then amc debuted nosferatu which is, uh, I know this is television in comparison, but uh, I mean, anything Stephen King family related is like <laughs> big time stuff for me. Joe Hill being King's, King's kid. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Zachary Quinto is, uh, is solid as the villain. And you've got Ashley Cummings, who is in a really underseen and underrated uh, indie kind of thriller called Hounds of Love about a year or two ago about this girl who gets kidnapped in Australia by this couple. And they like, keep her captive and torture her and it's not full-on torture porn or anything it's more like psychological games of her trying to you know just flirt with the with the boyfriend and get him to release her and then also dealing with the the girlfriend in the same way it's a a very very terrific movie if you guys haven't seen hounds of love i i totally recommend it and so the actress who is the kidnappy um she's she's the lead in this series and she's she's good so yeah yeah no no for that before i'll check that out uh yeah no sriracha man that trailer like if you, if you don't know what Nosferatu is, this new version, look up that trailer. Like, it looks awesome. And the title alone gives Joe Hill some major yeah. brownie points. The way he spells it, N-O-S-4-A-2. It's just like, okay, you're you're clever. You're obviously Stephen King's kid. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Good, good job, sir. Linda. <laughs> Uh, so I'm trying to do a thing on uh, Loquisha. We'll see if I'm able to get my head around it enough oh, for it to be do. coherent and not just 20 minutes of me going blah, 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 blah. Uh, that'll literally be the video. But uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, for recommendation for me, uh, if you have Amazon, because we talk about series, I, I recommend uh, Good Omens. I've been, I'm on episode three. I'm loving the hell out of it. Uh, it. It's based on a Terry Pratchett novel that was also written by Neil Gaiman. Hilarious novel. It's a hilarious show. Just if you want something fun and different, check it out. Yeah. Um, tomorrow. Is anyone... Go ahead. Oh, hmm? uh, I was just that I, I didn't realize you were going to start talking. My bad, man. I was going to see if anyone's seen Secret Life of Pets too. Oh, no. is that out yet? That no, comes, it comes out, out this, Friday this weekend as well. It does come out this Friday. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I forgot to talk about this last week, but um, mm-hmm. Fox sent me a copy of Lords of Chaos on oh. Blu-ray. Fox. Yeah. Oh. Nice man. Yeah. Um. So. There's a copy being made by Arrow, which has a lot of special features on it. If you're looking for special features on Lords of Chaos, perhaps wait for the Arrow release as the Mm. Fox Blu-ray only has tiny teasers. Um, Perhaps that's another another reason why I didn't plug that that um, review copy, because it's a little skimpy. 
if you mm. want if you if you have a region free blue right player and you're waiting for lords of chaos perhaps wait for the arrow copy because a little thin on the features for the lords of chaos <clears throat> um i brought it yeah, up i have lots of arrow stuff they're so good oh uh, <laughs> yeah arrow is like my new criterion it's almost like porn um, <laughs> so i i have the numbers up for the highest box office foxes boxes what Man. what do you guys think Dark Phoenix pulls in this weekend. Mm, I'm going to say like 32. 32. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. 32. Ooh. Godzilla pulled in 48. I don't think people really care anymore, man. I mean, what did uh what did uh, uh, Apocalypse Rocket did 66? Man did 26. Apo Okay, maybe maybe forty two, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know. People did not like Apocalypse, and I don't necessarily feel like they are just like screaming for this film. And this has been delayed as well a couple times. So I think not... people are kind. Of, I, okay, forty two. I'll uh, say forty two. I'll oh. say forty two. Yeah. So so the lowest one on this top ten here, the Wolverine did fifty three. Yeah. Um, it... Lindsay, what do what, what do you got for me? I'm gonna say like I think I'm in the same boat as Fuego, but I just I have a different number than him. I'll say sixty. Sixty. So it'll do. I'll say it's gonna do about on a little bit less than Apocalypse did. That's incredible. Because Apocalypse at least had like, hey, it's Apocalypse. Like any X Men fan has been waiting for this guy. But I mean, well, and the Dark title Phoenix, doesn't but, yeah. even have X Men in it. <laughs> yeah. Is it just called Dark Phoenix? Yeah, it's not even called X. It doesn't have X Men anywhere in the title. It's just called Dark Phoenix, which I think may really work to their to their disadvantage. I didn't know that. That's yeah. oh, you're right. That that's is poor, that's bad marketing, man. In my opinion, is there that's any... intentional? They're trying to just differentiate it from the X Men. Uh, that that's the only reason to do that. That is kooky. Is there yeah. is there anything at stake for this? If it if it fails horribly, is is there anything at stake for for the franchise for X Men movies as we know it? Because this is kind of the last hurrah before we get the Disney wipe. So. Uh, Mystique will never have to put that. I mean, uh, not Mystique. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence will have to never put that makeup on hey. again. She stopped giving a crap about this role like two movies ago, man. She yeah. stopped giving a crap about all roles about five years ago. I'm looking at a picture of her in the Mystique makeup for this movie. It looks like a dollar store Halloween costume. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to say at this point, I can't stand Jennifer Lawrence, man. At, I yeah, can't stand I'll, her. I'll abbreviate my statement because I quite enjoyed Red Sparrow. That was uh, that was time. Um, all right, so so that does it for this this uh, abbreviated edition of show business. Uh, hopefully, Dino will be back with with us. <laughs> hopefully, the baseball game will be over by by next time. And um, for Fuego of In Fuego Tainment, the horror show, uh, Lindsay of My Two Cents of Nonsense, I am CP of Willis Credia. Again, live every Monday at 9 Eastern on Willie Screedia. And again, if you want to listen to us, the the podcast channel is Show Business. It has been an honor. Have a Monday. We're in the Monday.